Hi dancers, I'm very excited to be back today with Conversations with the Pros where I'm chatting with dancer Ever Larson. Hi! Hi! I would love for you to give us an introduction about who you are, where you dance, and you know, walk us along the journey of how you got to where you are now. Yeah. So um, I am a quarter ballet dancer with Colorado Ballet, and I actually have a very, I feel, rare story. I was able to stay in the company that I, or I trained in the academy of the company that I dance with, and so I'm very lucky in that sense. So I was in the pre-professional program with Colorado Ballet Academy um, for a few years, and then I was a trainee, so I spent half of my time with the pre-pros, and then I would go upstairs to the company for company rehearsals, and then go back downstairs for academy things um and then I spent a year in the studio company and then a year as an apprentice which was the pandemic year um mm. yeah and then interesting had, year to be up to be yeah, an apprentice yeah for sure yeah um and then I got promoted to court of ballet at the beginning of this current season which was very surprising because you know virtual season <laughs> so yeah yeah. yeah, absolutely. Definitely an interesting time to have transitioned from uh, the, you know, pre-professional academy to uh, company life. That's really absolutely. interesting. Yeah. Going from like just core rehearsals to like over Zoom, smaller, more refined rehearsals for like Giselle's friends or Moina and Zoma or Nakia for our little virtual thing. So it was definitely interesting. How was that? Was that uh, challenging or did you find, uh, you know, any new opportunities that like were helpful with doing it on Zoom or was it just like challenging and not something you liked? Um, it was definitely challenging. Um, I think I benefited it, benefited from it a lot though, because having to learn choreography over Zoom made it easier to learn choreography in person yeah. because constantly having to watch me like, okay, is this reversed? Like, how is it being mirrored on Zoom? Um, and then noise cutting out and things like that. So I definitely appreciate having that, I think, in my back pocket. Um, also learning like new works over Zoom. We learned some contemporary stuff, which was really just really weird to learn, but it was definitely beneficial, I think. Yeah, I think that raises a really good point. It's like doing something. Um, I remember when I was training, my one of my teachers would have us do an extra amount of certain things so that when it comes time, for example, 32 fortes, it's like the 32 doesn't feel as bad. <laughs> type yeah. of mindset. So it's like uh, having to do this on Zoom almost makes it a little bit more um, easier when you're in the studio. And then of course, you you're, you're more appreciative when you are actually in the studio, right? It, one thing we saw with COVID was a newborn appreciation amongst all dancers, like for the art. Yeah, absolutely. I think it really um, proved to everyone, all of us who stuck with it, I think how much we really need it and how much we love it, how important it is in our lives. Um, and we saw a lot of people, especially like in their teen years, I think, realize that they don't need ballet and that's okay. And then the people who, who do need it, who it is, you know, their life and their, their true passion and seeing everyone like who needed to stick with it. And I think that's 
important. And I think we all have like a newfound, we all loved it before, but I think there's just a stronger love and a stronger passion and we'll never take for granted, you know, performing on a stage yes. in front of a live audience. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now. And I'm uh, based in New York and just in the past couple of weeks, I mean, everything has just been like deja vu with March of 2020. It's been extra hard on performing artists, which brings me to my next question for you along your journey, um, you know, from pre-professional to professional, which of course was very much uprooted by this huge pandemic. Were there instances where you just, you know, throughout your journey just didn't feel as maybe motivated or would you say throughout especially being in the same setting you know have you always kind of been with that same drive or did it ever ebb and flow it definitely was I went through a phase I'd say like three months into the pandemic where I just my motivation was gone I didn't want to stop dancing I just couldn't bring myself to have the same work ethic that I usually have and I would just try and take a class and just lie on the ground and it was it was hard because I all I wanted to do was dance but I couldn't like mentally bring myself to do it because I knew that it was I was so far away from being able to dance with other people I mean it was almost a year dancing completely alone I think yeah. and for a lot of people even longer um but yeah, and I think I think that's totally normal having that up and down and having the I don't know, life isn't just a straight line. <laughs> you have your ups and your downs and that was definitely a rough time for me. Um but it made me realize just how much I do love ballet because when I didn't dance for two or three weeks, I something was missing. And I knew what it was. I, it was just hard to get myself back on my feet to do bar. Sure. But I got there and, sure. you know, yeah. Yeah, it was a trying time for so many, like I said, performing artists, but also just so many industries in of itself. Obviously, we're pretty impacted and still are impacted. Um, so... Was there ever a time through your training when you started to realize, like, food in general was helping you with your performance and you just like made this connection between food and performance. Absolutely. Yes. I it was around the time I started doing the pre-professional training because it's mm -hmm. just so much more. Um, I'd always trained a lot. Uh, I started homeschooling at a, you know, when I was like 12. So I kind of was used to dancing in the morning, but there's something with the pre-professional training. And especially when you're around the companies having that influence. Um, it, I just, it was like a, a click, like, oh, food is fuel. I need, I need this. It's, you need to put fresh oil in your car for it to work. You need to give it gas. It doesn't run without it. Like as it, we are, you know, a, a machine and yeah. you need to fuel your machine. Um, and without the proper fuel, you break down, you get injured, you are tired. And yeah, especially to get through those long days, you need the proper fuel. 
Yeah, and such a big misconception, especially in that pre-professional world, is uh, when we start to see those food restrictions and the restrictive behaviors, um, because there's a misunderstanding in regards to, uh, you know, body ideals and what dancers should be fueling and how and how to fuel and making sure they are uh, keeping up with. Uh, giving their body the energy it needs. So um, my next question for you is, as dancers, you know, it's so easy for us to hyper-focus on just dance. And one thing that we saw with the pandemic were was a night, a positive was that a lot of dancers were starting to introduce different hobbies into their lives just because of, you know, the extra time on hand, not necessarily having to commute to a studio and so forth. So how are you able to, you know, kind of keep a little bit more balance instead of having that super focused and zoned in mentality? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, for me, as soon as I get home, I try and like, shut off that not shut it off but like push aside like yes you had work things may have happened yes you have a scary rehearsal tomorrow or you have a performance but trying to focus on time for myself that isn't related to dance um like I I love reading and so that's a really good escape for me um so I'll just like sit down with a good book or just watching something on Netflix um, or doing school. I'm in college. So like something that is just very, very different from ballet is a great way for me to just like block my mind or coming home and and spending time with my family who don't know anything about ballet. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's definitely hard to separate yourself from the ballet world, especially if you have like a roommate that's also a dancer, but finding something that is an escape for you, even if ballet is your escape, there's that you can find something else too. That's something that's just you yeah. or your roommate or, or with your family, a board game, something. And I think that's, I don't know. Yeah. No, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that I, that makes a lot of sense, you know, especially because when we have other things in life that are unrelated to dance, it allows us to keep dance as an escape, even in of itself, you know, even though it's your work and it's your job and you obviously can't necessarily just ever like zone out in class, it can still be this form of an escape for you. Uh, I know with me, you know, when I get into the studio, it's a major I like to say it's my psychologist. It's a major stress relief. It wasn't always like that for me because I didn't have balance at that time. You know what I mean? I was too hyper-focused and it took years for me to figure that out, to gain back that balance. And I think it's so helpful for younger dancers, especially to hear professionals um, in regard to what else they're doing, what other hats they're wearing in life so that they're not so hyper-focused. Yeah, and I actually didn't, find that divide for myself really until the pandemic Mm. because I had been go 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 for so long so that is some silver lining with the pandemic that I realized what I love to do away from dance because when you can't do the one thing that you love you have to find something else and I you know picked up a book I hadn't read in so long I used to love it and I was like hey I'm gonna start reading again and I just realized that that was the perfect escape for me I can go to a different world I can yeah absolutely um 
a lot of dancers, I think, experienced that at the beginning of the p- pandemic, you know, really just being hit with that standstill. And um, it obviously was a struggle for many, if not most. Uh, but I'm hoping that, you know, some dancers did pick up some new hobbies for just to have a bit more balance. Um, do you have any pre-performance rituals that you want to share? Um, for me, it's usually, I, I love, like, I know some people love being, like, putting on headphones and, like, being in their own space. I love being around people. Yeah. Um, I love having like a chatty environment. Uh, so I, I, it's always very therapeutic for me to like sit down and do my hair and do my makeup just in front of the mirror. I love getting to, if it's just a, an evening show, if we have rehearsals in the morning, I love just getting to the theater really early and like moving in and just making it home. Um, and sitting and doing my makeup. And then I almost always have Cheez-Its with me. And that's always my like pre-show, like, I don't know. It's always like comforting, extra toasty Cheez-Its. Uh, love. So good. I know. That so and good. a coffee. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'm a goldfish person, but I do love Cheez-Its too. But I also love that it's giving you, you know, that extra boost in uh, fuel as it's a carbohydrate. I also love that it's bringing in some nostalgic memories for you too. That's that's what it sounds like, right? It's like comforting. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's something I I want to pick apart a little bit because a lot of dancers uh, lose touch with the, Um, in the pursuit of just wanting to be quote unquote healthy, a lot of dancers will lose touch with other aspects and other benefits that food can play in their life. You know what I mean? And like for you, cheese, it's like, it's not just, you're not just eating them because they are this carbohydrate filled energy booster. You're eating them because they, they give you comfort. And I think there's this stigma around like uh, comfort foods when in fact it can probably what it sounds like help to ease your pre-performance nerves. Yeah, absolutely. I think having, something that is special to you is important. Having like a, a food or a snack or even a drink that brings back a memory is always just so, or not a memory or even just a time in your life is yeah. so like lovely. It's so wonderful to have with you. It makes, def- it definitely eases a pre- pre-performance nerves. That's not something that I've heard often from dancers, so I'm loving that we're talking about this, just the benefit of comfort food um, and how that can even play into a performance as something as small as this, you know what I mean? Just to help your nerves beforehand, I think is really awesome. I love that. Yeah, it, and it's something that, I don't know, it's something so simple too. It's so just, it's so small, but it's just very important and it's, I don't know. It's very, it is very comforting. It's very, it does ease everything. It, yeah, it's, it's special. And I, yeah. yeah. And it is small in regards to the comfort you're getting from like something as specific as like Cheez-Its, but um, all of these, these small little relationships that we have with food really do add up to our larger perspective relationship with food. And for a lot of dancers who, again, are struggling with their relationship with food, it's those little instances that they lose over time because of food rules. So just something as small as what you're doing with your pre-performance ritual, I think is, um, you know, hopefully a, as a lot of young dancers are going to listen to this and hear that and just feel a little bit more reassured that food can be a friend it doesn't have to be an enemy to a dancer's performance yeah yeah 
So I'm going to throw a pretty big question at you. Um, it's a loaded question, but I just love to see where you'll take it. How would you define what it means to be the healthy dancer? Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I think a healthy dancer is different for everyone. Um, I think that's a big part of it. A healthy dancer is someone who is able to differentiate themselves from other people. Um, because we are all different. We are all special and we are, no one is the same. Um, and I think a healthy dancer is someone who can step outside of ballet. Um, and I think have their own personal life. And even if your friends, all of your friends are from work, it's still important to have those experiences in life outside of ballet. So going out to dinner or drinks with your friends um, and, or even like I said, coming home and doing something with your family. I think that's a healthy dancer, someone who can separate that part of their life and still it can be together. It can still be the same, but finding a way to um, differentiate work from yourself. Yeah. You're not just a ballerina. Yeah. You are not just a dancer. You are a person who loves movies or a person who loves hiking or driving. I don't know, you know, <laughs> things, but finding the other things inside of yourself that aren't just ballet. Yeah. And by the way, at the end of the day, all of those other experiences can breed uh, be brought back to the stage in a way that just adds depth to a dancer's ability to transcend an audience into a story. It's like if we're just a, um, if there is no diversity, if there is no depth in our lives, then it's not going to be such a fun performance, right? It's just going to be a blank slate, essentially. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You look at like the someone who plays Giselle or someone who is, who can do Black Swan, who can, who can play Odile and Odette. Um, they're people who have a lot of experiences in their life. They've dealt with heartbreak or they've, they, they know how to be deviant. And, and I think if you're just ballet, you don't experiences, you, you don't experience some of those other experiences outside of ballet because you are a normal person with their nine to five death job and then go home and only think about their nine to five desk job they go home to their families they go home to their friends they go home and home to their roommates and they do their own things so why should ballet be any different yeah absolutely so, yeah. and you know, I definitely see with a lot of younger dancers I know I experienced this myself that big misunderstanding of you know thinking that in order to make it in this industry you have to eat live breathe and sleep ballet and don't get me wrong, I don't want to take away from the, the motivation and the determination that is needed. But at the end of the day, dancers need balance in their lives. And it's only going to benefit them in the long run. Absolutely. I had a couple of years where I, everything was just pinpointed towards ballet. There was nothing else. Nothing happened in my life. I only, I only saw people at the studio. And then I came home and then I went back to the studio. There was nothing, nothing else. Um, and yeah, that was beneficial towards my overall goal, but it's not sustainable for a long period of time because you need to take those mental and physical breaks from ballet. Yeah, just uh, as a way to prevent burnout. Yeah, absolutely.
ever. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. This has been wonderful. You've given us such great insight. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. Yes, so we will be in touch. Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury.